words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Is it possible that we get a word that can take us, take us straight into next year? Yeah. This word will be like a pivotal word which God will be speaking and reminding us all through the year. And I was asking God, what is that word? And he says, a distant thunder. Like thunder in the distance. Thunder in the distance. So this is actually the message for tonight. A distant thunder. There's a guy who wrote a book actually with this title called Frank Peretti 20 years ago, if you're reading gospel. But it wasn't the book. I was actually sleeping and I heard it from my sleep. A distant thunder, a roar, something moving. Something huge is approaching. It is rushing forward really quickly. We're all near the end of all things. This is that time when the blue in the sky will touch the green in the ocean. If you have eyes in the spirit, you will see that there's a winding down of our existence on earth. Things are accelerating towards there. We're near the end of the age. If Jesus said that we are at the end of the age 2,000 years ago, then we're nearer the end of the age right now. I know this is not the kind of message for 31st night because 31st night is about you doing well in 2023. Yeah. It's always about this progress, you know. And progress is great. But imagine if you're making progress and totally unaware of God's agenda. There is an agenda in the heart of God. This is a time of conclusion. This is a time of arrival. This is a time that every person who lived before our time pointed to. This is a time that the prophets, the prophets of old spoke about. This is this season of the consolidation of God's agenda in all ages about men and the earth. God is calling us now to break with the, with the mold of the predictable life and step into the kingdom. Because there is a mold that we've been created and raised with. So on this particular age, you go to school. When you reach 20, you go to university. When you reach 25, you come out and get your first job. Oh, 20. I'll have the age messed up because my, yeah. So we learn every day, someone said. So, um, by the time you are 30, you better be married. And by the time you are 40, you better build your house. And by the time you are 50, you better write a book and start teaching. And by the time you are 60, retire and travel the world. By the time you are 70, we should be hearing your news on NTA Newsline with Franco Lise back in those days about your 70th birthday. They don't do it anymore, right? I don't know anybody here still watches NTA. Anyone? Oh my gosh. Like, we left our national career. 
Franco Lise will come and say, and then the man will sit and say, like, they will interview his wife and his children and everyone around him. The man will say, I've done well for myself. I've traveled the world. My children are in America. My first son works in Goldman Sachs. <laughs> I couldn't miss that opportunity. I'm nutty. <laughs> my, my second daughter works in, uh, you know, in Virgin Atlantic, uh, head office in, in London. You know, and they tell the story of, you know, and then they, they, they ask them, what's the secret of success? Work hard. Hard work. This is a predictable life. And when you live to 80, you're giving thanksgiving. And 90, you know, it's not an easy road. We're traveling to heaven. This is the predictable life. What is it that the disciples of old saw? That they broke with this predictable life. They left their journey, left everything, and began to follow Jesus Christ. What did they see? What did Abraham see? That Abraham refused to live in a built-up house. Every day Abraham was alive, he lived in tents. What did Paul see that made him ready to be tortured, imprisoned, and beheaded for the gospel? What was, what did, what, what appeared to Stephen from heaven when they were stoning him to death? That he set his eyes steadfastly on something and said, Oh, I see Jesus. What did he really see that made him not to consider the stones that were hitting him? And he said, Lord, do not lay this to their own account. What did Stephen see? What did the lily livers Peter see? who three times denied Jesus Christ. A little girl came to him and said to him, you are the followers of the way. He says, eh, eh, I swear. I never seen him before. What made him the next moment to stand up in the midst of hundreds of thousands of people traveling to Jerusalem? He began to preach. He began to say, our fathers... God appeared to our fathers in Mesopotamia and called Abraham out to the awe of the Chaldees. And through that journey, God began to look for a man. He found Moses and decided that his people would not stay in Egypt forever. And Moses broke out Israel out of Egypt. By a mighty hand, God stirred him up and he began to preach. This is that promise which Joel spoke. And, I will, and it comes to pass in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And upon your servants in those days I will pour out my spirit. What did they see? There is an agenda. There is a moving forward towards that which was seen by this guy. And this is that time. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 to 10 His eyes of faith were set on a city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself He lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land 
And though it belonged to someone as though it belonged to someone else, he journeyed through the living land in tents with Isaac and Jacob who were persuaded that they were co-heirs of the same promise. Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going, Abraham stepped out in faith. What did Abraham see? How many of you knew that Abraham was not the first person called? Abraham's father was first called. But Abraham's father did not move. So he settled in Haran. And God called Abraham the generation after Abraham's dad. Now we don't know Abraham's father's name. Maybe Terah. So you have to be a Bible student to know it. But Abraham, everyone wants to be Abraham's son. The Jews claim Abraham. The, the Muslims claim Abraham. Christians, like four billion people on earth today claim they are Abraham's children. But Abraham refused to live in a built house. Why? He was anticipating that him without us will not be perfected. Abraham was waiting for you and I to come. Abraham is waiting. Abraham lived in a temporary ap apartment. Abraham lived in temporary conditions anticipating our day. Say amen. These are the things, these are the this end time things, these things that are of this time is what the angels desire to look into. First Peter chapter 1, verse 12 to 16. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us who were ministering the things which are now being reported to you through those who have preached, who preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. The things God is preparing for you is things that angels are looking longingly and say, God, what about us? The things which God is preparing for the people of earth are things which angels are longing to participate in. He says, therefore, this is your attitude. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought upon you in the time of the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lost as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy as I, I am holy. Because we have this awesome treasure. Because we have this awesome mystery that God has prepared for us. Because we have this awesome inheritance that is waiting for us. We purify ourselves. Please don't torture that baby. If the baby wants to go out, release the baby. Let the baby free. tell you guys something. God has something in store. It's called the inheritance of God. It's bigger than everything we're looking for. It's bigger than everything we know. 
It's bigger than everything we're familiar with. There is more. Tell someone that. There's more. There's more in God. And even now, the Bible begins to speak about God speaking over the earth. I want you to write this scripture down. Go home and read it. Psalms 29 verse 3 to 11. Talks about the God of glory thundering. But let's read Jeremiah 51 verse 15 to 16. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the cloud to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The Lord made the earth by his power and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When God begins to move, what the people of the earth sense is thunder and lightning and smoke and tremors. That's what the people of earth begins to feel. So, one of the signs of the last days is movement in the earth bodies, tectonic plates shifting, earthquakes happening. And from science, it's clear that in the last 20, 30 years, there's been more seismic activity than in the past 100 years put together. The tectonic plates are bearing witness that their owner is coming. The earth itself is convulsing. There is a groaning of creation. Jeremiah 51, 19 to 20. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the maker of all things. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. And he said, you are my battle axe and my weapons of war. For with you I will break the nation in pieces with you. I will destroy kingdoms. God begins to speak to his people and said, you are the tool. Creation is groaning, but you are the tool. You are the one I want to use. You are my vehicle. That's why you're here. You are my vessel for change. You are my instrument for transformation. You are the one I want. And of course, remember the scripture in Romans chapter 8, very popular. Romans 8, 22 to 23. If you can put it up, Romans 8, 22. Let's read this together. Let's read this together. One, two, go. For we... Oh, read it like there's some soul inside of you and you are hoping to get into next year, right? Okay, so can we try it again? One, two, go. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with bed pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our body. We are saved. We are being saved and we shall be saved. This is that shall be saved. All salvation is not complete. There is something that is hurting the earth. Nature itself is crying. Creation is groaning. There is a missing element on the earth. 
there is something missing that all creation is looking for. And in this time, God is trying to look for a people to release this thing to. Are you the one? Ask someone, are you the one he's looking for? There's something coming. There's something coming. Something big is coming. It will not be business as usual. So God is looking for sons who are going to pluck themselves out from the predictable life. God is looking for people who are going to be crazy enough to go anywhere he wants them to go. God is looking for people who are going to be mad enough to not do the, the normal journey of life. Okay, you know, God is looking for people who are not going to care about their own safety. God is looking for wild people who are going to do crazy things that will bring his kingdom to pass. God is looking for you. God is looking for you. God is looking for me. Say amen. This is that time. This is that time. I see people stepping into all that God has in store for them. 2023 is a year of stepping out. 2023 is a year of losing your chill for the kingdom of God. 2023 is a year of living with reckless abandonment and trusting yourself into the Lord's hand. That he will keep you. He who called you will keep you. Amen. Amen. So let's read this story real quick. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 6 to 15. And I will close and then we will say our declarations. We will enter the new year declaring the word of God. Is that, is that good? Okay, so but let's read this story quick. Let me unpack it. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 6 to 15. 2 Kings 2. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on and 50 men of the sons of the prophet went and stood facing them at a distance. While the two of them stood up by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up and struck the water. And the water divided this way and that so that the two of them crossed over the Jordan on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elijah said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall so it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened that they, as they continued on and talked, then suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated two of them. And Elijah went up by a wild wind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took out of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went and stood at the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle that had fallen upon him and struck water and said, Where is the Lord 
God of Elijah. And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Now the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, and they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to him and bowed to the ground before him. I know when we read this story, most of what we focus on is the double portion of the power. But that's not what I'm going to focus on tonight. What I'm going to focus on is transition. In the season of transition, something begins to happen. Wild winds come. Thunder comes. Lightning comes. First of all, this man was already a resilient man who was daring enough against public opinion. Everybody was telling him, your master is going to be taken today. He said to them, hold your peace. Everybody was giving him advice. You know how everybody knows what God is about to do, but nobody knows how God will do it? Everybody, because God releases a broadcast as to what he wants to do, so we can all pick it. But how? How will God work? How will the presence of God be revealed? How will 2023 be different from other years? Elijah said to Elisha, if you can keep your eyes through the thunder, through the lightning, through the whirlwind. I don't know what kind of conversation they were having. It may not have been special spiritual conversation, Holy Ghost conversation, but they were talking as they were still talking. But guess what? Some spiritual transactions that happened in that place. First of all, which kind of guy gets there, removes his jacket, strikes the water, the water part. We don't talk about the pattern of water of Elijah as much as we talk about Moses passing water. But this guy parted the Jordan. He removed his jacket, beat the water, water divide. They walked across on dry ground like wilds. And he said to Elisha, if you can keep your eyes on me, because there will be shaken, there will be trouble. The earth is not going to be more comfortable. The earth is rolling to the end. And in these times, there will be issues. But there's only one requirement to survive these issues. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes. Ah. Keep your eyes on God. And anything that takes away your eyes from God has become an idol for you. Some of you worship on the altar of Instagram. As I knelt down to pray, before I came up to preach, the Holy Spirit said, okay, are you going to preach this message? Delete Instagram now, let me see. I pressed my button and deleted it. No Instagram for the next two weeks. Can you take a fast? Or social media? Can you take a fast of the things that, that drain you of life? Can you take a fast of the things that hold you by the balls? Can you take a fast of the things that choke you in the neck? Can you take a fast? Take a fast. Cut off some things. If you can keep your eyes on me. If you can keep your eyes on me. If you can keep your eyes on me, church. 
people online, if you can keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes. This is the requirement for survival. The world will get darker. But there's a call for those who will set their eyes on Jesus. As you set your eyes on Him, everything else will disappear in the light of Him. Say Amen. Everything else will lose their attraction. Everything else will lose their fancy. Oh, God is calling you to be like Elijah. Elijah just locked his eyes on Elijah. As Elijah came, it was like they were standing next to each other and a chariot appeared in the middle of them. A chariot of fire. How many of you have seen a chariot of fire before? Imagine if you see a child burning with fire, spinning wheels in the sky, coming to stand in front of you. It's not Elijah you'll be looking at, you'll be wondering like, ah, how far this chariot? Do you guys understand how, how many distractions were going on on Elisha? And then the Bible says there's a wild wind. Some of you guys don't understand what wild wind is. You know what wild wind is? Wild wind uh, has taken me before. I you not have strange stories. This was a town in Benue State called Kasinala. I was coming back from school with my uncle Micah. And Micah went to get me from primary school. I was bringing me back home. And then I looked up and I saw something black. It was like cars and bikes were in the air in the air, like in the, you black into the sky, into the sky, like a skyscraper, tall beyond what my eye can see into the sky. And I'd never seen anything like that before, so I didn't know what it was. I was probably eight years old or something like that. In a short while, before I could start, like, oh, look at, then the next thing I saw, the, the houses, the four houses, all their roof was up in the air, spinning, and coming towards me. Micah left my hand and ran away. <laughs> he ran. Uncle Micah, you leave the boy. Before I knew what was happening, I levitated from the ground. The wind took me along. I just saw metal and sharpness flying around along with me in the sky. We're spinning round and round. I think not, something knocked me out because the next time I opened my eyes, I was lying down in an uncompleted building. The thing has spun me off of his, off his vortex. You know, I have crazy stories. I, I, I haven't told this story to this church before. Like, like wow. Yeah, so I still have more stories. <laughs> That's a wild wind. If you see a wild wind, nothing else, your attention cannot hold anything. There was a wild wind right going on in front of Elisha. And he locked his eyes. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm not shaking. You want to survive in the days that are coming? Lock your eyes. Say to someone, lock your eyes. Lock your eyes on Christ. Lock your Christ. Lock your eyes on Christ. Let him be your chief attention. Yes. This is that time. This is the time. 
when the world is groaning for change. Oh, but God will have a few people who will lock their eyes. In the trembling in the nation, some people will lock their eyes. In the thundering shout that is coming, in the thunder in the distance, some people will set their eyes. In the rumble for change, in the crisis that takes over the earth, some people will lock their eyes on Christ. 2023, the people who survive were people who have considered a heavenly vision, who are taking their eyes from off of earth, who are taking their eyes of what, what men will say about them and what people will do to them. Say to someone again, lock your eyes. In Kadosh Takabalito Stammer. Oh, I love this song. To turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his glorious face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. And the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes. Turn your eyes. Half-hearted attention is no more good this time. In and out Christianity is no more working. This is time for you to set your resolve and retune your compass to a point when God becomes everything. In 2022, we saw some of this, but in 2023, much more, you will see more of this. People everywhere will be reaching the end of themselves. Children will blame their parents for not teaching them the right way. You will see this in 2023. There will be an opening of eyes. Political godfathers will be thoroughly disgraced. Governments across the world whose social welfare took kids away from parents will return to ask parents to help them to calm their children down. People who were sexually confused like LGBTQ people who the governments of their nation helped them to transition. You will see a lot more people coming and saying they regret their transition and they want to de-transition and go back their natural gender. People who have made money by dishonest gains will see the folly of it all and give away all the money so they can find peace. Oh man, you guys are not saying amen like you don't believe it. Drug lords will see the folly of their being kingpins. They will be desire to become community builders. Mercenaries, gun runners, and warlords are reaching their deja vu moments and they will give their lives to Jesus. Say amen. What God will do is to set up a new fire, is to set up a new place, is to set up a new revival where the things that became attractive to the earth will lose their attraction. People's eyes will be open in these times to see that the decisions they made were wrong and they will seek to make it right. This is that time. Say amen. And God is looking for a willing people who are going to midwife this transition. This is the time of the Elishas of God. 
the Elijah season is coming to an end. The Elijah moment is coming to an end. If you believe this, say amen. So now it's time for Elisha. Elijah was a man full of tradition. He had hair. He had a beard that was long. Elijah was a man who followed the way of tradition. Elisha was a man without hair. Elijah had a man like a lion. Elisha had nothing. So if you were expecting the prophet of old to look like the prophet of the new, they don't look alike. New prophets will emerge who don't have tradition. Prophets who prophesy for their for gain will be exposed and disgraced. The people who stood in God's name and began to say things, the, the old prophets will be moved out in the church, in the body of Christ, there is a transition coming. The Elijahs will be taken up into glory and Elishas will emerge. But Elishas will not be casual seekers. Elishas will not be weak men. If you're hearing the Spirit, you will hear this prophecy. Elishas will not be weak men. Elishas will be massive men who have the power of focus. Who even though they don't look like it, even though they don't sound like it, they will carry the grace of God. In the time of the thunder in the heavenlies, in the time of the whirlwind, in the time of the roaring, in the time of the trouble and calamity, Elisha will stand. Elisha was a very dramatic man. Once he was called by Elijah, the first thing he did was to take his yoke of oxen and, and slash it into 12 tribes and sent it like he was a was a farmer with two cows. He was plowing with four yokes of oxen. He's a strong man. Elisha is not lily-livered. Elisha is not weak. Because Elijah is powerful, you may think Elisha is not. But Elisha was physically strong. And once Elijah left for heaven, guess the next thing Elisha did? He removed his garment and tore it. I was like, what was he wearing? He was a very dramatic guy. Absolutely dramatic. Like, your boss just left. Then you now remove your jacket and you tore it. Then he gathered it. So when he gathered it, what was he wearing? Loincloth? I don't know. It was a, it was a wild guy. There was just, he, he didn't care for the opinions of people. That's the Elisha spirit. Many of us are too sensitive what people will say about us, whether people like us, whether people approve of what we're doing. We're too sensitive. And as a result, we became a pleaser of men. And the Bible says, if I'm a pleaser of men, how can I make God happy? You must stand. You must stand. This is the season of Elisha's rising up with grace. As God wheels out the old brigade, you see in 2023, many fathers in the Lord will go to sleep. Many good men who have served God like Elijah, their time will end and a new season will emerge 
of Elisha's strong men but their attention was that they kept their eyes they kept their focus they kept their gaze they did not shift they did not shift from the left or to the right they kept their gaze they kept their gaze on the Lord this is the time for Elisha in the time of the distant thunder when the elements of the earth melt when we prepare for rapture when the purpose in the heart of God is revealed, Elisha's are needed. The Elisha spirit is needed. The Elisha spirit is needed. A spirit of doggedness that seeks after God. A spirit of newness that looks nothing like the old. A spirit that doesn't look for tradition to walk the works of God. A spirit that chases holiness with everything in him oh may you receive that oil that keeps in the midst of thunder may you receive that grace that that holds you down when everything is against you may you receive in 2023 the presence of the lord may you receive the anointing of fire may you receive more than money May you receive more than silver. May you receive the presence of God. May you carry the atmosphere of the Spirit of God in 2023. May you be known as a man of God, a woman of God, a man of the Spirit, someone who has exercised themselves in spiritual things. May you be known as the servant of the Lord. May you be known as the one who broke with tradition who broke with what men will say. May you be known as someone who pursues God relentlessly. Because what's happening is that if your life doesn't go according to plan, we fall into depression. If we don't get the miracle, we feel sad. If we don't get what we're looking for, we feel broken. But God is here to strengthen you. I want you to preach to someone. The God of all comfort. Say to them, the God of all comfort is coming to visit you. The God of transition is coming to visit you. He will take you to a new place. You will be strong in the spirit. Your eyes will see the horizon of God. Your, your visions will be clear in the spirit. Say to them, your visions will be clear in the spirit. You will behold the glory of God. The hand of the Lord will be mighty in you. Yes, His hand will stir you up unto righteousness. You'll feel glory and oil and unction. Say to them, you'll be anointed. Anointed for a new time in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen. There is this coming season. It's a season of excitement. It's a season of agenda. God will break the back of all the things that hold people down. Oh, warlords will fall. You see bad governments get destroyed. You see wicked men picked up by the hook in their nose. You see the destruction of the unrighteous. And God will raise a holy tribe of executioners, mighty people who will do awesome things in righteousness. Amen. God is coming. 
said to someone, tap them and say, God is coming. The thunder is the Lord Himself. The thunder is the Lord Himself. He's announcing that the Lord is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is returning soon. He's coming back soon. And when He comes, will you be ready? When He comes, will your eyes be focused on Him? When He comes, are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Prepare to meet your God. In no distant time, the Lord Himself will appear. This thunder is the Lord coming. So it is a time for you to lock your eyes. Don't be distracted by anything. Don't, be, don't lose your focus on top of anything. This is the time. This is that time. The Lord is coming. He said I should tell everyone that he's coming. He said I should announce that Jesus is coming soon. I know that's not a very popular message in the church. I know this is not a message that many people will preach on crossover night. Many people telling, lying to you, your husband is on the way. What if God doesn't want you to marry? What if God doesn't want you to marry? Honestly, think about it. Paul said it's good for a man not to marry. The Bible says, as you see the days approaching, those of you who are married should behave as if you are unmarried. For the agenda that is coming. For the purpose of God that is going to be released. Oh, this is a time for you to just loosen up. Tell someone, loosen up. Loosen up. Loosen up. Tell someone, loosen up. You are too uptight. You are too uptight for what God wants to do. Loosen up, loosen up, loosen up, loosen up. This is the Elisha moment. Are you an Elisha? Are you an Elisha? Say, I want to be Elisha. Say, I want to carry that mantle. I want to carry the mantle of Elisha. I want to carry that mantle into a new season by the Spirit of God. I want to break with tradition in the name of Jesus Christ. There's going to be a great awakening. There's going to be thunder in the land. There's going to be a revival. There's going to be a stirring. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. God will shake the heavens. He will shake the earth. And the idea is to turn the desire of all nations to himself. So don't build your confidence on anything. Tap someone else and say, don't build your confidence on anything. Don't build your confidence on money. Don't build your confidence on your wife. Don't build your confidence on your spouse. Don't build your confidence on anything. Something big is coming. Thunder is coming. In the distance, there is a cry for those who shut their eyes into the eternity of God. 2023 is a year for Jesus' partners. The people who partner with Jesus. If you want to partner with Jesus, lift up your hand and say, Lord, here I am. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing back. Every old agenda I destroy. Every old agenda I destroy. Oh, every personal agenda I destroy. I raise you my altar that you can count.
a place of consecration that you can build on me in the name of Jesus this is going to be a time this is going to be a time when those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits if you believe that say amen hallelujah do you want to pray on that word lay your hand on your chest and say Lord have I been too introverted take a moment to soul search say Lord have I been too worried about what people think about me say Lord have I been too much into the predictable life help me Lord help me Lord let me transition back into your place of glory and honor may keep my eyes stayed on you when the thunder comes when the lightning comes when the earthquake comes I'll still be standing in Jesus name Amen Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church Our mission is to love people connect with family and touch the world Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.